Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Show Me the Crypto. This is a bit of a unique episode. Alf, what can our audience expect? Yeah, it's a special episode. We're going to go through five bold predictions on what we think is going to play out over 2023 in the world of crypto. So stay tuned. Yeah, hope you enjoy it. Show me the crypto. <laughs> Show me the crypto. <laughs> Show me the crypto. In a world on the brink of disruption, two men will bring you clarity by interviewing some of the most intelligent and influential names in the blockchain world. Welcome to Show Me the Crypto with your hosts, Wade Patterson and Ulf Lonegren. Well, hi there, and welcome to Show Me the Crypto. My name is Wade Patterson. And I'm Alf Lonegren. We're a couple of friends from Canada who love learning about cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, and we're happy you're along for the ride. Whether you're a crypto virgin or you know your way around the block, we hope our interviews with some of the most intelligent and influential people in the blockchain space help deliver you with value. But on this episode, it's a little bit different. This is a special episode. So I want to stop you right there. If it's your first time listening to our podcast or watching on YouTube, go and check out some of the other episodes because this is not our usual format, how we do things. Typically, we have guests on fully guest interviews. But since we're entering a new year, 2023, Ulf and I thought it would be a good plan to chat a little bit about what the year could look like because Wow, 2022 was unexpected in many ways. And so we thought we'd throw out some bold predictions, five bold predictions. We're going to list these off one at a time of what we think could happen this year. I want to preface this by saying this is not financial advice in any way. Please be very careful. Crypto is a risky industry and you want to definitely be careful with your investments. Obviously, it's an industry we're passionate about. 90 some episodes deep into show me the crypto though. So what do you say, Alf? Anything to add before we jump into bold prediction number one? No, just to maybe set some expectations. So we've got these five predictions, but you know, we are two individuals. So, you know, one of us will give our uh prediction and the other will still have their chance to give their take. So you'll <laughs> be rebuttal. hearing both of us. The rebuttal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Bold prediction number one. This is the one that that I wrote down, and that is. I think we are in for a long bear market of a year. I think I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying dull, but because crypto is never really that dull, there's always something going on. But I think we are in for more pain that we experienced in the latter half of 2022. I think that it's going to be a tough one, a long slog. And the, some of the reasons I think that, I mean, really it goes down to what we've seen historically. And I understand we had a great guest on, I'm trying to remember who it was, who said, past performance doesn't indicate future results. And I think that's a great quote. I'm fully aware of that. However, up until this point, it's been like clockwork with crypto in the sense that we've seen these four-year cycles play out almost every time. And what they're related to is the Bitcoin halvening event. So what we saw in this last bull run was the halvening took place May 2020. And then about six months later, roughly, into around November, December, that's when the bull market started to take off. 
With that in mind, the next happening event is set to happen April 2024. My thought is, if it's anything like it's been before, and again, not that this is going to happen for sure because crypto is full of surprises, but based on history, it seems like there's no real reason to argue against that at this point. And by the way, the Bitcoin halvening event basically shrinks the rewards that miners are given in half. So how much they are earning per block solved, that is reduced in half. And so it's kind of a supply-demand situation where it makes sense that that prices go up. Bitcoin usually leads the way, and then we have all sorts of run-ups in altcoins and other projects. So based on that, I'm thinking that 2023 is going to be, I don't want to use the term boring, but, but a tough, a very deep, cold, stay-in-the-winter type of year. Alf, do you agree with me or do you have a different take? All right. I got my time. So, <laughs> so I, do. I do think that uh, if you look at the crypto market in the grand scheme of things, like if you're looking at it from the macro perspective and you're looking at it from maybe a full four-year picture, in that case, I would probably tend to agree with you and say, yeah, 2023 is not going to be one of these big, exciting years. Um you know, in in the big picture. However, that's only if you're really zoomed out and you're really looking at it that way. Where I think maybe we uh, differ in our opinions is, I actually think relative to maybe a one-year picture, if we're just painting the timeline, let's say we're starting in January and we're looking at, you know, January to end of December, we're looking at that full year. I think it's going to be a stellar year for crypto. Now, I don't mean that like there won't be lots of volatility. I think I think it's going to be lots of volatility within a relatively tight price range. But tight is like, again, it's all relative. And in the world of crypto, tight is not that tight. I think we're going to see swings uh, anywhere from where we are today. Bitcoin's currently sitting around uh, about 17.5. And I think that by the end of 2023, somewhere around 25 to 35K is where we'll see Bitcoin. So I think, and I think getting there won't be, it's not going to be a straight line or things won't just go up. There's going to be a lot of choppiness. There's, uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, a, a volatile time and, you know, be careful with your investments. But I do think overall, if you were just to paint, where are we today and where will we be by the end? I think we're going to be up significantly. I mean, if you're if we if we do end up hitting around thirty two thousand or whatever that is, thirty four thousand, we'll have doubled from where we are today. So you could do good next year if my prediction comes true. However, this is not financial advice. Who yeah. knows what will happen? But that that's kind of what I'm expecting. Okay, so I want to I want to flesh this out a little bit. I just checked Bitcoin. So we're recording this in mid-December because it's going to be the holidays. We want to get this one batched up. So we got a couple of weeks of where things could could fluctuate. I just checked Bitcoin, $17,400. What's your over-under on $29,000 Bitcoin? Would you take the over or the under by December 31st, 2023? Okay, I will. I need to have a caveat with this. I'll answer it, but I'm I'm adding a caveat. Okay, okay, I will say over. Okay, but 
first off, what's your caveat? My caveat is that, as I mentioned, Holly, it's going to be highly volatile. So is that exact date? I mean, I might get unlucky and maybe we've just had a dip, but but it might be weeks later. Okay, but take the caveat out of it because there's a reason I'm asking this. So specifically, December 31st over under 29,000. Caveat aside, if I had, if I got a pick, I'm gonna go over. Bet you a pint on it. I you got it. All right, you got it. Heard it here first. We'll all see right. on that. Okay, we'll that was back. that was bold prediction number one. Alf, you're gonna lead off on bold prediction number two. All right, so bold prediction number two is that centralized exchanges are gonna they're gonna have to become much more transparent, and if they don't, they're gonna be left. In the dust. I, I truly do believe that. Um, now, what does that really mean? Look, it's been a crazy year in 2022. There's been, uh, you know, we saw the bankruptcy of huge names, FTX obviously being the biggest story of the year. Uh, but beyond FTX, there was Three Arrows Capital, there was BlockFi, Celsius. I mean, there was huge names in the industry that were really, honestly, well-trusted. They had a good reputation prior to 2022, for the most part. And uh, most people did not see this coming. Um, I think the fallout has had an impact on not just the industry from uh, an investor viewpoint, but from a regulation viewpoint, I think there's going to be um, tight regulations that come in, come down the line and uh, force these centralized organizations to um, put in better regulations so that they can't mess with their users' money as easily. I also think regardless of the regulation on that transparency side, you know, proof of reserves is something that's already being discussed a lot. Um, there's already exchanges implementing proof of reserves and uh, trying to bring that transparency around the fact that, look, your money is safe with us. We have enough assets to um, back, you know, everyone that is within our platform. So I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think that is still early days. And we are going to see by the end of the year, some exchanges will really push that envelope because I think it now becomes not just a something that they should do, but it becomes uh, something that you can take advantage of and some will. So like, let's say some of the smaller players who have to compete with the, the Binance's in the space. Well, that can be one of those um, sort of marketing tactics and true beliefs if they you know really do mean it to say, well, look at us. We may be smaller than Binance, um, you know, or the next guy, but we're ten times more transparent, or we have ten times better security measures, or X, Y, Z. So I think that that will become a tactic for user generation and for retention of your users. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think everything that's happened this year is going to have a major impact. Yeah, listen, FTX in November, all of this news, like it was insane, like just. Like the the crypto news story of the year in a very bad way. And it impacted the industry in a negative way. But I, I think it's unfortunate because, again, centralized exchanges aren't crypto. They're not blockchain. They are great on-ramps to get people into this space. And I think it's so important. One of the, the aims 
Alf and I try to do with this show is, is educating those who are new to the space about crypto. And something we've said from episode one is the importance of self-custody of your funds. But we also, I think, as an industry need to be patient and understanding why people are hesitant to do that, because it's not easy either to, to figure all of that out, especially, you know, like people are using centralized exchanges or have in the past because of the ease of use. It's a very simple process to do it. You know, we're, we're used to working with bank accounts and have a certain level of trust that we have in bank accounts and people put similar levels of trust in these exchanges, but we've just seen too many examples and the old phrase of not your keys, not your coins uh, rings true for sure. So I think it's important that as an industry, we continue to educate people of that importance and, and continue to make it simpler in order to, to get there as well. Uh, but I don't disagree with you at, at all. I think that that's definitely going to be a theme of 2023. Okay. So that's number two. On to bold prediction number three. And that is that I think this will be the year of music NFTs. And I'm not prophetic in saying that we have had much smarter guests than me on. In fact, this summer, we interviewed a number of people. We had Cooper Turley. He's been guest of the show a couple of times. We had Blockchain Brett. We had artist Daniel Allen, who is really a story of a Web3 musician who's having a real go at it. But what they're talking about in terms of why the music industry is, it's ripe for disruption. I mean, it's insane when you look at the numbers of how much artists actually get from the music that they're putting out there. Credit goes to Cooper on this stat, but he had said that for an artist who was dropping an NFT to sell 25 of those NFTs at 0.1 ETH is the is more greater value than having a song streamed 1 million times on Spotify. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and so it goes back to that idea of the true fans, like 25 true fans. 25 is not a big number. I think that, of course, we got in the crypto craziness, the NFT craziness of, of drops were selling out like nothing. 0.1 ETH, I'm not going to say that that's a... A small number. It's still significant. It's still depending where ETH is, one hundred, two hundred dollars around current prices. But I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities. One thing that had been mentioned as well is that there hasn't really been a breakout Web three musician star yet. Daniel Allen, I mentioned he's doing really well, but like somebody who's really hit the mainstream and is yeah. known as innovating the game. And this could be the year for it. I don't, I feel like it might be more likely when we're in a bull run, but I could also see a lot of the building blocks being put in place this year to get to that point. Another real quick thing that that's interesting, and this was more coming from a recent interview that Blockchain Brett had, not on our show, but on another podcast. And he was talking about the fact that right now, if you look at music NFTs as a genre specifically, they are not in this crazy bear market that other NFTs are experiencing. There are more being minted than any other time on some of these platforms and the floor prices in some categories are higher than they've ever been. So if you just looked at that category, you wouldn't actually know that we're in a bear market right now. And so it really, when something is happening that is counteracting what 
everything else in the crypto space is doing when everything else is kind of going down or staying level, but you have something else that is doing a bit more. It almost reminds me of DeFi summer, how we had that pop off before the bull run. I think that's possible with music NFTs. Ulf, do you realize our audience has been either watching or listening to this episode for 20 minutes? 20 minutes? No, they should probably subscribe. Yeah, they should subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment and turn on notifications. And if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. So go check out the episode description. You can find all that information below. And we have an update on the NFT, don't we? That's right. We didn't previously mention this, but this NFT for OG supporter is a one of one. There will only be one of this kind ever minted. And we have a few surprises for the person who purchases it. The link is in the episode description. And back to the episode. Interesting take. You disagree again? Oh my God. I agreed with your first one. (laughs) No, I, um, so here, I am going to disagree but I want to I want to set the record straight. I want to set the record straight. Five bold predictions. I'm the only one making bold predictions. <laughs> I believe, hey, this is maybe maybe my this is a prediction on the other side, which is that I'm a big believer in what blockchain technology will do for the music industry. I think web3 music, blockchain, NFTs are all going to push that industry forward. I don't think 2023 is the year only because timing wise, I agree with everything you said, except the timing. I I do think it's still a little early. And that goes back to, you know, in the conversations we had this year with, um, you know, the various guests you mentioned, what I came out of those conversations learning is a, there's so many ways that you can apply this technology already today. There's also so many ways that we probably don't know yet and really haven't even been explored. And that of all the ways that exist today and may exist in the future, none of them yet have been proven to be like the thing that's going to pop off. And I, I think that it's maybe too early to say that that thing's going to be figured out and that that artist, that one, you know, like you yeah. said, that sort of like milestone artist is going to also um, figure themselves out, you know, figure that that sort of secret out next year. And part of that does go back to what you also mentioned about it could just be timing with the market as well. I yeah. do think that's a factor. I think that a lot of like what's going to lead to um, that big success will is is at least more likely to come when the market's hot, when things are popping off, and when everybody's jumping on some sort of bandwagon, um, which it, at, at some point will be music related. So I don't think we'll get there next year. I, I hope we do. Yeah. My, my, in deep down, I want it to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a little further out. You know, if not that we're making predictions further out, but maybe 2024 is that year. Yeah. And and I don't really disagree with your answer either. I, I think it could be, it, it almost seems like a coin flip to me in terms of it, but these aren't five soft, weak predictions <laughs> for 2023. They're five bold predictions. So go the, ahead, the, go, the formula, go ahead with vanilla prediction number a, four. Formula for making a bold prediction. <laughs> Take a timeline where you see where it's actually going to happen and just pull it back. <laughs> yeah, pull exactly, it back. exactly. All right. On to Ulf's vanilla prediction number four. <laughs> All right. Up. Dexes. 
DEXs are going to pop off. And this is, um, it, it goes back to my last prediction with everything that's gone on in 2022. But the truth is, like from all the evidence I can see, honestly, DEXs haven't popped off up until now. Like for there's lots of DEXs. They, they, there's, they keep showing up. You know, there's new ones that are coming out and there's lots of... Um, like from a maturation standpoint, the there's more and more features that DEXs are offering. Um, there is better liquidity. There is less slippage. Um, there's there the narrative around why you should use DEXs um, has certainly been going the right direction. But I think up until 2022 and all the madness that happened this year with centralized exchanges, I don't think people saw like. Uh, a killer reason to go use DEXs. Some people for sure, but I think the great majority just figured, well, I don't know, everything's working good for me on FTX. It's working good for me on Binance. I mean, like, why should I go use a DEX when I have my, this, this, this is not a problem. Like the things are working well as they are with my centralized uh, exchanges that I'm already, already have my coins on. I think that's all changed, right? And so just as much as centralized exchanges have to now try to win users back, I mean, you can see there's there's record numbers of assets being withdrawn off of exchanges. And the thing is, users are just holding those in their wallets now. But what about those users who actually want to do more than just hold their assets? There are many people who want to actively trade. Um, and, and a DEX is going to be going forward, I think one of the safest, best options, um, you know, you can keep your coins in your wallet, connect them through a smart contract to a decentralized exchange and manage your crypto that way. So I think, um, I mean, I, I don't know the numbers, maybe it's already happening, but I think, uh, I, I think it's going to be the, I think this is actually really important in that the outcome here is going to push the, that part of the industry forward. And I think that's an important part of the industry that should be pushed forward for the betterment of all crypto. Yeah, I just don't see it happening in 2023. I think that's going to be more of a 2024 thing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Joking. No, I, I, it's hard to argue with that. I think that's a natural next step of what we were talking about in in prediction number two about centralized exchanges tightening up we are seeing mass amounts move off of centralized exchanges and i think it's a good thing it's that it's kind of forcing a lot of people to learn how this works learn how self-custody works i know personally for myself with with friends and family i've had more of those conversations when we Crypto doesn't really come up regularly in a bear market, but when they started seeing those headlines, obviously the net is very bad when something like that happens and feel horrible for anyone who lost funds. However, the people who, it, it's that learning experience, right? Like people who went through Mt. Gox, they learned a, a significant lesson and the industry grew. And there's always going to be these situations where growth happens. So I think that I do question the timeline a little bit in terms of people's comfort level. Like step one is maybe just securing their funds. Let's take a breath. Mm. Um, maybe not like right away figure out all these other things. But I think that that's a natural evolution that's, that's safe to say as well. All right. Final bold prediction. Number five. 
That is that 2023 will be the best year ever to get into crypto. And I legitimately mean the best year ever. Here's my rationale for that. Back in, I, I got into the crypto space in 2016, was very involved from 2016 to early 2018, market went down. I still stayed a little bit involved till mid 2018. And then my interest fell off, not completely. I still somewhat occasionally would look into what was going on in the crypto space, but I have the regret of not being more involved because I saw people who did, who were involved during that space. And they they built such a great reputation because they were there, they were building. They That is when you show you really have faith in the industry when you stick around at a time like that. And I just think that right now, if you can land a job in the crypto space in Web3, that is, first off, that's a great testament to the company that they are actually in a hiring mode during the worst time of the market because so many companies are hiring during the bull run and then firing or laying off employees once things go down. So that's a good sign for the company that you get on with. But also, if you can build that experience over the next couple years, and then when things, because I, I do believe it's a matter of when things take off again, you're going to be so much further ahead than the masses who try to rush in right when the bull run starts once again. So I do think that now, this year, and whatever, I'm not saying you have to go get a job in crypto, even if it's just education-wise, dollar cost averaging in, again, not financial advice, but do whatever you will do. But it, to me, these are smart times when other people are not really talking about the crypto space. From past experience, that is usually the best time to be interested and looking into the crypto space. What are your thoughts? Are you going to argue with that one? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that one. I think that this is a great time to get in. I will say, is it the best time ever? Who knows? Because that's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a great time, no doubt. Um, because if you believe, I think, the same sort of outlook that Wade and I both have, which is that um, things will get better. Um, that's why I believe that, you know, getting in now, again, whether it's a job, whether it's to... Uh, learn about how it all works and invest, whether it's um, just education wise. Um, maybe it's not necessarily a job. Maybe you want to create content like us and play a role in mm. on, on that side um, and do something entrepreneurial. Whatever it is, I think getting involved, um, educating yourself, sort of making your mark right now, even if that mark is a small, is small and just a start, it's a great time to start because it's going to be up and up from here. And that I don't just mean that like market or like price wise. I mean, truly the technology is young. You know, we are still very early. It may not seem like that to a lot of people, but we are. And I think uh, I, I totally agree. It's a great time to get in. Final bold prediction. Our podcast will be around at the end of 2023 still. Do I agree with that one? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Let's go. Honestly though, if you've stayed along this long, if you've been watching the episode or listening to it on Apple Podcasts, huge thank you from myself, Alf as well. You know, we love doing this for us. It's our way of staying involved in the crypto space, of learning a lot. We feel like we're learning along with our audience. It means a lot every time somebody leaves us a rating or a review or just lets us know, comments on one of our tweets. 
It really, really makes our day. So thank you so much to everyone who has supported our podcast. We will do our best to continue to get kick-ass guests on the show, deliver good content that's interesting, informative, hopefully educational. So thank you so much and cheers to a great 2023. Thanks everyone. It's been awesome. And uh, we're looking forward to 2023. Thank you for listening to Show Me the Crypto. Please make sure to subscribe as well as rate and review this podcast.